Hey guys, my name is Sufal. I'm Mervin. And welcome to TMA. Uh, today we have another guest on our show. Uh, I'm Shal. Hello, everyone. Hi. And uh, we're going to be interviewing her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so so some, some ba- should I take the background on this? You want me to do this? Yeah, sure. Do a little bit of background. Okay. And then I'll so, ask the um, so Shal here, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm currently taking an organic chemistry course. Whoa. And Shal, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, Shal is my lab TA there. And, I, you know, Shao and I, we had some great conversations in lab, mostly me making fun of her. But today, we're actually going to learn more about her. <laughs> so, Shao, how, for, um, for anyone who doesn't know you, uh, especially, I guess, our listeners, and Sufal, this is your first time meeting her. First time meeting just, her. Just how would you introduce yourself? Tell me about yourself. Uh, so, I'm a graduate student doing a PhD, officially a PhD, uh, with Dr. Paul Ayers right now. I uh, research on theoretical chemistry. So I do mostly programming, not exactly chemistry right now, but like, um, yeah, I still TA for organic chemistry, even though I haven't had much uh, lab experience lately. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah. okay. So uh, I feel like my, qu- my elevator pitch question just got like a little bit nice there, but um, pretty much. Um, so whenever we have a guest on our show, we ask them like, say you're in an elevator Oops. with somebody you wanna, yeah, somebody you wanna <laughs> impress. Um, you wanna have a small little conversation with them. You wanna impress them. How do you introduce yourself? Other than, I guess, the lab thing. At this uh, point. okay. So, you know, we made this hard. like what I use usually to introduce myself. I think it's like a really good icebreaker. Is that I'm actually, like, I look Asian because my parents are both Chinese, Whoa. but I'm actually from <laughs> Mexico. Oh, Whoa, so I speak Spanish fluently, better than English. Wait, <laughs> uh, really? what? Better than Chinese, like uh, Whoa, okay. yeah, it's my first language. So Holy, wow, this got so interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's like my go-to introduction. So it's Wait, like an icebreaker. Okay. How do you even start with this? Wait, I wish I knew any Spanish because I would attempt it right now. <laughs> I'll say hola. Okay. Hola, todos. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Wow, that was a, I'm a little bit shook right now. Uh, I'm blown away in the first two minutes? <laughs> yeah. Um, That's a great sign. Wow, okay. I, I, how do you even start with... What do you want to ask? Um, I really want to ask you a question. Like, Did you grow up in Mexico? Yeah, so I was actually born in China, but yeah. when I was three years old, my uh, whole family... Well, my dad was already in Mexico, but my mom took me to Mexico, mm. and I've been there for a long, long, long time. Um, and then I went to LA to do high school, and then I went back to Mexico to do undergrad, and then I'm here. Oh wow! Uh, after oh. yeah. <laughs> you're now you're all the way up in North America, like the top of North America, Mexico, oh, yeah. you've just been middle, everywhere. back down. Yeah, all the way yeah, yeah. Oh, so, do you have any like, um, what's your biggest difference between Mexico and like here, or not like America? Uh, honestly. Because I lived in Mexico City, so I'm mm-hmm. used to living and seeing a lot of people around me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, going shopping on the streets. I see a lot of, lot of people, and the interaction is very different. So mostly the culture shock of, like, um, you know, I think it's it, people are just very... Uh, warm uh, I don't know how to say it like very welcoming in Mexico mm-hmm. so they're more um, affectionate they are more open to conversation so it's it's just very different um, but Canada like it's been great to me uh, how safe it is mainly mm-hmm. like Mexico has been going through some uh, shaky 
news lately. Yeah. So okay. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. great, yeah. Wait, can I ask? Okay, so you said you did high school in the U.S., um, but what was what's education like in Mexico compared to Canada? Um, so I think my classes in Mexico have been more personal. I think groups here are really big. I believe that lectures are um, in a huge, huge room yeah. with like I don't know how many students, but um, a, a lot. <laughs> but in Mexico. We do have a lot of students, but I think the professor has more interaction with each of them. Um, like at university, we would have maybe 50 or 60 students. And if you're lucky, sometimes the groups would be like 10. And that's the best because you pretty much have one-on-one -on -one, uh, support from your uh, professor. So I think that's the main difference I've seen here. Um, here, it just seems more like um, a lecture, literally, like listening, and um, it, it's not as personal as um, classes in Mexico. Mm, yeah. Well, which university did you go to in Mexico? Um, it's called um, UNAM, uh, so Universidad Nacional Autónoma de México, which means... <laughs> I barely understood that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it means uh, Autonomous National University of Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a public... University. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So can I ask? So I don't. How does the classes? For example, let's say I'm okay, I'm in biochemistry, right? Mm -hmm. And we have say 150 students, and our lectures mean one professor for 150 students. How does the professor work? Like, how does how do they find time to have chunks of like 10 students or 20 students at a time then? Or or is the biochemistry program they're just much smaller? Uh, classes are much smaller, yeah. so there's a lot of professors. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, the groups are smaller, so we usually, like, here TAs are the ones that have one-on-one -on -one interaction mm -hmm. with you, but over there it's mostly um, the professor, or sometimes they would um, get their own students to, um, you know, talk to you if you need help. Um, so I think that, uh, yeah, I, it, it's just the groups are made smaller, yeah. Mm, smaller sizes in general, yeah. yeah. Oh man, wish we had that. Actually, no, well some programs we do, right? Yeah, I mean like, some programs are like limited to like 20, 30 students. Right, I mean like neuroscience, but for the most part, yeah, we mean lecture style. Okay, wow. I'm, a, I'm still a little bit like shaken up that you're from. I didn't expect you to be from Mexico. And Our first guest from Mexico, honestly. Yeah. Like, damn. Okay. Oh, okay. Second. I thought you knew. I thought you knew. No. That. <laughs> okay. It's so good that we had the weird intro then. Yeah. All right. Um. So you said you did high school in the U.S. and then you went back to Mexico for university. Yeah. What was the reason to just do your four years of high school not in Mexico? Yeah. Uh, my parents thought I would have a better opportunity, uh, you know, getting education in the U.S. and uh, finding job would be easier. But being an international student, it's so expensive. And also, um, I just didn't like the lifestyle there. So mm. I wanted to go back to Mexico. And, um, you know, education is pretty much free in UNAM. Like, I pay 50 cents per, 50 peso cents per uh, year, so what? it's like nothing. <laughs> oh um, my God. So it, I was super lucky to get into that university. Like, um, uh, I don't know, there's so much 
cultural activities going on. Like we have our own theater, uh, I don't know, museums right inside the campus. Same as McMaster, just uh, a lot bigger. <laughs> so Marvin, I'll see you in Mexico next year. So you mentioned you work in a lab. What lab do you work in again here at McMaster? So I work with Dr. Paul Layers. Uh, I do theoretical chemistry, which is mostly um, finding models that could give you uh, molecular properties of mm -hmm. structures that you're interested in studying before um, you know, going to the lab and synthesizing it. Um, and you know, sometimes, especially in pharmacy, for example, you're trying to do uh, change a little part of the molecule just to um, find if um, it has the same effects. And uh, if you can do it in the lab, in a computer, it's much quicker than um, using how much time you need to synthesize this and design the um, route to make this um, product. Right? How do you like the work you're doing in your lab? Like, and what's your lab size? Can I ask this? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, like, how do you like your work doing? Like the work you're doing right now. Um. So I really like the radical chemistry because. Um, my reason to get into this is that I really like knowing what is going on uh, theoretically. Uh, I like models. I like to understand everything, how everything goes. I'm a control freak, mm -hmm. so I like to know things. And uh, <laughs> Marvin knows. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah so to me, like knowing the basics and finding a reason to how, like a role to see how things behave is very um, interesting and important. Um, yeah, that's basically why <laughs> I like theoretical chemistry. Oh, you can be, okay, I'm gonna ask something. Okay, uh, so Sufo so asked about your current work, but in terms of, because a PhD takes, takes a while, as, I, as far as I understand. So what do you hope to do after you complete your PhD? So, uh, I am actually not gonna finish my PhD. Oh, I've, I have a bad <laughs> question, okay. So, uh, I've decided to just finish with a master just because um, I think I did not find, um, so when I started my PhD, I really wanted to become a researcher and work you know, as a professor at a university or a research center. But um, after, you know, living away from home and uh, rethinking my values and my priorities, I have changed my mind. So now I want to do something else. So I'm trying to finish with a master, um, you know, finish the circle and then get a job on programming or maybe even like data science related, which is super hot right now. Mm -hmm. I have no clue how to get started on that. Like um, I've taken classes and um, I'm planning to do some courses online or um, some competitions to find, I don't know, to get more experience on this and then um, see if I can get a job on something like that. Okay. Are, you, are you still trying to find, would you prefer to work in Canada still then or like still do school in, in Canada? I mean, Canada has been great. Like, I really like Canada, so I really want to try um, finding something around here, mainly because um, 
when you go to another country, you leave a lot of stuff behind mm-hmm. and you start pretty much your life somewhere else, right? So I feel like I've already invested my time, you know, making friends, having a circle that I care for here. And I would like to stay here, mm-hmm. but like mainly Toronto area or something nearby. But, um, you know, opportunities sometimes don't show up, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Only time can tell. Mm, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty well-traveled. Like, most people, how am I going to put this? Like, example for me, um, my cultural background is Chinese, mm-hmm. but I was born in Canada, so I'm also Canadian. But you have this thing where your cultural identity, your background, the country you're born, and the current place you live are all different. Mm. So I'm curious in terms of, like, how you, how you identify or what, like when people ask you, like, where are you from? Let's go with that one. When, where are you from? Do you usually tell them like, oh, I'm like, I'm Mexican or I'm, I'm from Mexico? Or do you say like, oh, I'm actually from China? Oh, um, I say I'm from Mexico. I okay. think I'm very Mexican. Uh, so I always say that outdoors, I'm Mexican. And indoors, I'm Chinese. What? What does that, what does that mean? <laughs> what is that analogy? Yeah. Uh, so... What I mean by indoors, I'm uh, mix, I'm Chinese. It's that I was raised by very traditional parents, so we cook Chinese food. We have a lot of Chinese like traditions, uh, celebrating Chinese New Year and whatnot. Um, you know, taking off your shoes when you go into the house. <laughs> I think yeah. that's a Canadian thing in general <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've noticed that too. Um, but we have flip flops, like. Uh, oh, you wear slippers. Around yeah, we there, wear yeah. slippers at home. Uh, I think that's the only difference yeah. I see. Um, but um, and outdoors, I'm uh, I don't know. I like to hang out a lot with Latins. Like I like dancing salsa as yeah. Marvin okay, that knows. That makes sense now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Go on about. Oh, so I like dancing. I like. I mean, I like uh, talking in Spanish. Like some jokes are just not the same in another language. Uh, most of my friends are. Like my close, close friends are mostly Mexicans or Latins in general. So, yeah. So I think outdoors I'm Latin, indoors I'm Chinese. <laughs> wow. That I don't know. What about you guys? <laughs> uh, me, I, um, I was born and raised here, but like my family, both of them from Bangladesh. So like at home, we have a lot of traditional Bengal- like Bengali values. Mm-hmm. Like oh, the only food we cook is Bengali food. Um, now I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of an analogy like yours. So I want to say out. Train. <laughs> outdoors i'm canadian if, that, if that's a culture i guess to certain degree. outdoors i'm canadian indoors i'm bengali uh-huh. yeah, for me huh what about you marvin what are you outdoors oh, okay. what are you so, indoors? what do you think i am honestly it's mm. weird because i don't from how i know you personally um you don't have a lot of like traditional chinese values you're right uh, yeah um i don't know you describe yourself yeah, um I don't know what I am. It's a good, it's a good outside. I don't know what I am inside. I don't know what I am. <laughs> um, but that's just cause like my parents, um, even though they're Chinese, they don't, they're pretty liberal. Like if you, I mean, see if we can talk about the way I grew up. Yeah. I pretty much didn't do any of the traditional Chinese things. We don't do traditions. It's just, okay, just do whatever you want. I'm like, okay, mom, all my friends are playing piano. Like, do you want to put me in piano? It's like, nah, you yeah, do what you, you want. Have, you go to break yeah. dance. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, sure. So for me, I don't really have, like when someone's like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, I know they want me to say I'm Chinese. And I'm like, I guess I am. But I don't feel like I associate with that. Like, I remember I was telling you the other day, 
when I looked in the mirror, I was like, oh God, I actually, I'm actually Asian. Wow. Mm-hmm. But in, internally, I don't feel like I, being Chinese or like that's a super core part of my identity. It's just like, oh, that's just what happens. Like the food I eat, that's the thing that's the major thing. Yeah. But in terms of like friends I have, it's mainly just whoever I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like I have to be like friends with more Chinese people because I can't relate as much. But although the area I grew up in, right, is mostly... Yeah, it's Asian Court area. Right. That's like, for anybody listening that knows about Asian Court, it's like an Asian neighborhood right. predominantly. But if I, if, if I lived somewhere else, like, I think I'd be just fine as well. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I don't know what I am. That's cool, though. That's cool. I feel like... Um, You're a true Canadian. <laughs> you know, because yeah. technically Toronto is known for its diverse cultures and being such like a hot spot, like a, a mixing pot of cultures. Mm. So you could be a mixing pot of humans. See, the thing is, I'm like, I don't even know what culture I have. Shh, just accept it. Mixing okay. pot. You're mixing pot. Okay, sure, sure, yeah. sure. You take the best of everything. That's uh, what matters. Uh, 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 <laughs> debatable. I, I, let's say I take a bunch of things, but I don't yeah. know the best. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so in terms of, because I was just talking about food, do you prefer... Like your outside food or your inside food? Oh my god! Oh, out, oh, outdoors indoors. My bad. Yeah. Uh, I cannot choose between Chinese and Mexican food. Okay, <laughs> like, what are your, what are your favorites then on both sides? Oh, uh, I, I guess so. Mexican food, I really like enchiladas, tamales. Mm. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It's just they're so different. Yeah, they um, are very different. Foods, yeah. yeah, and Chinese food, I really like home cooked food, mm. um, especially dishes that take you know a long time to cook. Uh, I don't know duck, mm-hmm. uh, you know soy sauce chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know all these traditional dishes. I just can't like pick between both of the yeah, cultures. Yeah, an impossible question. Okay, so how about what do you eat on a Daily Regular basis, basis yeah. Uh, I eat Chinese food just because ah, it's okay. easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Like Exposed. throwing everything stir fry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of her Latin friends got mad. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, but, but the culture. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I mean, if I do organize like a get together with my friends, I think Mexican dishes do seem more special. You put like work into making the salsa and everything. Getting the ingredients is harder too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I do both. It's just that one takes more time, mm-hmm. and then yeah, one is just easy to do. <laughs> so okay, so your parents are both Chinese. Where they came from? Which part of China? Uh, uh like a village near Guangzhou. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so they speak. Cantonese then? Or? We speak dialect. It's similar to Cantonese. It's okay. a Toisan. Have you ever I heard? I have not. <laughs> yeah. oh. I wouldn't expect you not after your whole conversation about yeah, I'm not really. Like, I'm like the worst person. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But anyway, so they have their own dialect. And so when they, when your their family, your whole family came to Mexico, mm-hmm. are, do they now speak English and Mexican? Like, or Spanish? Spanish? Dad? You I was almost like, said Mexican, like, didn't you? I was like, you? I was going like, to say Mexico's language. I'm like, that's Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Spanish <laughs> as well. Like, do they have? Are they trilingual then? Uh, mm, they do not speak much uh, Spanish. Just enough to survive, mm, kinda. Okay. Uh, they didn't require much at their jobs. Like, my dad speaks more because um he's manager of like a Chinese restaurant. 
So he has to interact more with people. So he knows a little bit more Spanish. Mm -hmm. But my mom, she was just cashier. Mm -hmm. So like numbers, you know, shopping, she's good. But otherwise, yeah, uh, she's okay. not really good with Spanish. Yeah, okay. So you yeah. still communicate with your family in Chinese then? Right? Yeah, Chinese. Like okay. that's why home, always uh, dialect. Okay, well, that's good. You still, still keep parts of cultures how about you do you oh, I, uh, well, I, I speak I'm bengali so like that's like our language uh, or bangla mm -hmm. um and then i hindi is like you know the main language of india i understand that fluently i can't speak it like, ah, i can speak okay. very 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 broken is hindi. it very different um you no know, it's not that different from bengali it's just because they're so similar it's hard for me to differentiate which is which ah. right so and i know i don't really practice it anytime like there's no reason for me to speak it um, I speak decent French because I did French for a long time in school. Sorcery. <laughs> oh, really? Cool. Yeah, and uh, I mean, obviously English. Yeah, that's that's my main wow. language. Wow. Okay. What about you, Marvin? Wow, I'm the wor I'm the worst. Okay, I'm like, hmm. I, I, I speak Mandarin, but if you ask me, I'm gonna say no. Um, mm. And mainly it's just because I'm in a weird spot where, like, you know how if you're from like Guangzhou, you speak Cantonese typically, and possibly mandarin as well yeah but uh, my family they all speak cantonese at home but growing up i was sent to like learn mandarin mm -hmm. and at home they would never speak to me in cantonese they would like sometimes talk to me in mandarin but mostly it'd be english so because of that like i was like oh i grew up i kind of understanding cantonese a little bit but then i would always have to practice mandarin and the thing is if you don't because the main time you're going to speak chinese is with your family Mm -hmm. And if they speak Cantonese, but you learn Mandarin, it doesn't really work. So like at dinner, I like I, I could speak Mandarin, but then they'd speak Cantonese, and they'd be like, "Oh, I, I, I guess it's kind of hard to communicate." So now, now that I am nineteen, I have lost pretty much both like, entirely. Oof. Um, yeah. I think up to like when I was seven or eight, and Mandarin was like pretty good. Like I could read, write, and speak. And then Cantonese, I was just kind of understood a little bit. Now, now it is uh cultural stuff is definitely out the window but it's just because i think at every point growing up almost like english was the language that everyone in the household could speak yeah it was never cantonese or mandarin being the dominant one so that's yeah. kind of why i have where, where i am now i'm just going to touch on the whole topic of like working like for example your parents they're still in mexico right uh one of them yeah one of them. but like for example you said they worked at like the chinese restaurant so mm -hmm. they didn't necessarily need to be mm -hmm. fluent in spanish right so like I just noticed while you're talking about that like, now that I'm thinking about it like I have like family friends or like people would call my aunts they're not blood related though and like they'll come from Bangladesh or India they still to this day they've been here like six seven years eight years nine years they don't speak any English yeah. mm -hmm. but they're able to survive just fine because there's like a community of like Bengalis there's a yeah, whole yeah. like neighborhood called Bangla Town where people everyone there can probably speak Bengali so they survive just fine they find work there. They never have a need to, and I just, I was thinking about that. I was blowing my mind. I'm like, that's how diverse it is. Yeah. Wait. Hmm. Do your grandparents? Wait. Because my grandparents don't speak. Well, except my grand, one of my grandmas, but they don't speak any English. But they, yeah, they just do their own thing. Go to the Chinese mm, market. Yeah. Uh, out of my four grandparents, two of them, both of my, actually, yeah, two of them, my mom's dad and mm -hmm. my dad's dad. Uh, both spoke like broken english because in bangladesh is normal english is like the second language you learn right 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 so i mean i guess they spoke some broken english okay yeah it's truly amazing like um 
I speak English, and coming to a new country is super hard already. I cannot imagine like how our parents yeah, exactly. came to a different country, not speaking the language, and surviving sometimes. Exactly.、That's, even with no, that's you know, crazy to me. Yeah, because、right. at that point, isn't it like it's easier to learn a language when you're younger? But to、yeah. come as an adult and be like, okay, not only do you have to be independent, learn a new language. You're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I got it. It's got totally it. easy. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not. So respect to all the pe- people, all our, all our parents, I guess. Yeah. Everyone immigrating, learning new language. So、yeah. I, I'm gonna change the topic completely here. So、um, no analogy this time. No analogy this time. <laughs>、uh, just straight change. But、um, you're doing your masters here right now, or your PhD? So I'm doing masters, but I'm just gonna finish with a. I mean, I'm doing PhD, but I'm gonna finish with a master. Okay, so like、uh, doing, I guess, research and working classes here. What is like your biggest struggle right now, as a student? Um,、uh, my biggest struggle as a student, like in academic life. In academic life, yeah. Or it can be personal too, if it's like a relationship between the both. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's all the struggles. Um. So. I think my biggest struggle with academic is that I feel that my project is going a bit slow,、mm. um, and you enter in that circle like you feel that it's going slow, so you get depressed, and then because you're depressed, you don't do very well.、Oh, yeah, you don't.、Yeah. And then you fall in that cycle, right? So you try to like try to stay away from it, but、um, so. That's what I've been trying, like keeping a schedule, just logging whatever I've done every day, just to see that I've done stuff. It's just that sometimes, you know, results don't come the way you want, and that's the biggest struggle about, I think, any research、uh, life in general.、Um, for personal,、uh, just. I probably mentioned this already, like、uh, being in a different country, starting、uh, your new life here.、Uh, you know, you have to meet new friends. Your family is far away. It's not like they could drive up like a couple hours and then you can, you know, find support somehow. So that's that's like one of the main struggles I faced、uh, since I came here.、Um, yeah, but also like. It's a lot of growth, personal growth.、Um, yeah, so I'm really、mm-hmm. glad I did this. <laughs> so many questions. Go ahead. Okay, wait, okay, let's stay on the academic track for a little longer. Okay. Using your train analogy.、Uh, I see what you're doing. Okay.、Um, yeah. So for students who are considering、um, considering graduate school, I guess because you 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 made a decision where initially you wanted to do your PhD, then you're like thinking, okay, maybe not.、Um, I guess how what was the determining factor in terms of like Knowing that graduate school is right for you.、Um, so I think I never really thought about、um, what my career path, like what I would want in my life, in you know the next ten years or so. So I just thought, you know, doing my master, doing a PhD would be just like very straightforward, right? You finish your undergrad. I did my masters in Mexico, and then I came here and.、Um, I decided to do a PhD, and then I wanted to be a researcher. It was just so, like,、um, straightforward the path. So that's what I wanted. But、um, after looking at how the researcher life is and how you have to 
work with a project that sometimes doesn't yield results for so many years. Uh, I just couldn't uh, work with that. So I decided to, you know, change my career goals and everything suddenly. <laughs> oh, so you, you did a master's already? In yeah. So what was your undergrad and master's in specifically? That chemistry. Other, just pure also chemistry? Also theoretic, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So when you did your, like, at what point in your undergrad, or maybe even before undergrad, did you have ideas of becoming a researcher? Um, because I always wanted to know how things worked. So I thought it was normal, you know, to have that curiosity and always, you know, searching for it. I had that drive in me, and I wanted to just keep working on that and finding, like, answers to everything. But um, it's tedious sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, um, it's, it's fun. Like, some people enjoy it. I guess if you have several different projects and one is working but one is not, it's okay. There's that balance. But... Um, yeah, I just don't like uh, that feeling of, you know, working on something so long and you put so much effort on it and not seeing results. It's just, it's, it's just harsh. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like when your lab this is like 5%, mm. but you got to do it for years. On oh exactly. So for Orgo, a lot of it involves, you know, trying uh, different reactions, trying to get the same product, but following different paths or something. So you might end up doing that, like try to get like a better yield every time. You, uh, so you get 5%, 6%, 7 okay, 20 mm -hmm. yeah. So looking looking back, it would, would there have been a different career path you would have chosen then? Um, yes, so uh, I think I should have gone into programming stuff earlier from undergrad yeah from undergrad um well undergrad um my thesis project was my first uh, approach to doing some programming uh it involved fortran this ancient oh, wow. code it's like yeah super old no one uses it except shout yeah. <laughs> you'll be surprised like a lot of scientific code is coded in fortran but it doesn't get updated i know but uh where's the where's the community <laughs> yeah, so a lot of them are migrating now, right? So, yeah. yes, but at that point, Python. it was important. <laughs> I know you're a Python fan. Yeah, I love, love my PyMol uh, as I'm, well. I'm, I'm a C Sharp boy now. Oh, you're a C Sharp. C Sharp. C -sharp. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. There's so many options now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that was my first approach. Uh, it was super hard because, you know, having no programming background, like, I was decided to do chemistry and math and something like that, but then they put me into programming. It was so weird, so new to me. I had mm -hmm. such a hard time learning. It's such a different way of thinking. Yeah. So it's literally like machine thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Statement. <laughs> like, how can I tell a machine to do this uh, mm -hmm. with no flaws, right? So it's it was so hard, and. Um, I did not know the value of um, that in the job opportunities right now. Um, so I should have, you know, realized that at that point and probably gone into either data science or something like that because there's so much um, job opportunities right now on that field. Would you still want, so if you were to go into like 
big data and data analysis, would you still want that to be related to chemistry-related work? Um, or is, are you open to anything? I'm open to anything. Um, anything interesting is okay with me. Uh, I do think finance is just a little bit more like uh, oh. I like that feeling of um, how, how do you say it? Uh, like gambling uh, <laughs> feeling. You don't, you're not encouraged gambling on this <laughs> podcast, though. I, I don't know how to say it. Encouraged uh, math, though. Math, <laughs> not gambling. Right. Yeah, so so I like that 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 feeling, like uh, you know, something risky. That's what I was looking mm, for. Like uh, okay, like risk. Uh, how how do, do they call it? Um, what risk analysis? Risk analysis and stuff like that. I think that's kind of interesting. But mm-hmm. right now, I'm not picky. Honestly, like okay. I just want to find a job first, and then you know, see what goes next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm just going to jump off the whole job thing. I uh, say you were to graduate right now. What would be like the first job you'd look for? Uh, so right now, I think I, I'm i going to a conference soon, mm-hmm. a Python conference. Hey, oh, see, okay. what did I say? <laughs> well, I code in Python now. Yeah. yeah uh, so I had to uh, stay, you know. And it's beautiful. <laughs> it's so much better. <laughs> It's it's powerful. It's powerful. It is powerful. But Fortran. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, no, Python's like it's like a new relationship. You just gotta you gotta get to know it and you gotta once, get to once know you do, you start yeah. to love it. It'll be yeah. It'll I be, gotta get on. over my Fortran. <laughs> yeah, Fortran's long gone. You know, like he, he was cool, but he's kind of old. You know, it's mm. not really not really current. I see. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going to this conference and I I'm working on my CV and everything to apply for jobs there. Um, maybe uh, like a junior programmer, like mm. honestly, or internship related to that. Like um, I'm not picky. Okay. I think yeah. the first job that you try to get, you cannot be yeah, picky just about. Jump into anything. Yeah, yeah pretty I much. Yeah. I agree. That whole yeah. cycle of like what you need experience. But you then, need experience to get experience right. to yeah. Ah. <laughs> so once you get in, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So earlier you mentioned uh, salsa, not not the dip by the way guys but it's also the, the dance. dance yes yeah so Sufo and I we both uh we both dance but definitely not salsa definitely not so salsa. curious how did you okay well yeah how did you get into salsa uh I did not know salsa how to dance like four years ago but I went to I was invited to a family party like my friend graduated and she threw this big party with her whole family and I was just so amazed that, you know, kids from like five years old to grandparents that are like 60, 70 dancing and having such a good time. So I decided to learn how to dance salsa <laughs> hmm. after that. I mean, and other types of dances. What, what are the other types? I dance bachata, cumbia, and that's it. Yeah. I don't know what those are. I don't know what those are either. They sound very exotic. <laughs> yes, they sound. They all sound pretty exotic. Okay, wait, wait. Salsa is that? Is there a partner and one individual, or is it can be both, right? It can be both, but um, I like a partner. Um, oh, okay. Like couple dancing more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Salsa has always been one of those where I look at it, I'm like, you know, that doesn't look hard, but I know yeah. I can't do it. I know yeah. it's much more I'm difficult. Just like my hips are like they don't move. My hips don't move like that. My hips yeah. lie. But I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> but I appreciate people who can, can dance. Like 
I think in, in terms of people we know who dance, a lot of them don't just know one style. They usually know more yeah, than one. Yeah. Um, although I don't know if does Antonio know stuff. I'm sure he does. I don't know. Okay, most of the, because because we're in hip hop, so most people know like other like. Yeah, they'll know like hip hop dance or like all styles. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Okay, so yeah, for people who know salsa, is it usually another? What's the word here? Like Latin dance form. Yeah, okay. uh, Latin dance like <laughs> covers so many different types of dances. Yeah. Salsa is one of them. Okay. Um, and regarding the hips, like being stiff, I think it adds style to your way of dancing. So I would not be like hesitant to try it Wait, out. What? Yeah. Style? I don't know. Seriously. Uh, I would love to move my hips. They just don't move like that. <laughs> <laughs> my hips are rigid. They're stuck. They're rock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So aside from the dances you tried so far, are there any other dance styles that you would want to try? Yes. Um. I want to try swing. Oh, oh I've heard okay. swing is really fun. Yeah, yeah. that's what I heard too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they just look so happy. Like I like these happy dances. Mm-hmm. Um. I I don't know the names of all of them, but like I've also seen. Uh, like. I'm not sure is it Hindi, but like they dance really happily. Oh, Bangla! Oh, oh, it's Bangai. so cool. Yeah. It, no, it's yeah. it's so awesome. Like I, I just like happy dances and uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Like, I think you're talking about Bangla because in Bangla, literally, they're told you're supposed to smile nonstop. Yeah. Uh, so it's like it looks super happy, it's jumpy. I think that might be yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. I saw this girl perform it in like a talent show, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that looks so cool, like mm-hmm. happy, and you know, you work out because it's a constant movement, yeah, fast yeah, pace yeah. too. So yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, and also, I don't know about you guys, but for me, salsa or dancing in general just boosts my self-esteem. Oh, confidence <laughs> is sure. key. Dancing gives you confidence. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're a party and you have to dance. Like even in every single day, it's like there's definitely a confidence boost from being yeah, able to dance. Yeah, internally you're just like, I can dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, what style of break dance do you guys do? Breaking. Okay, so breaking there's is. I guess there are different yeah. styles in breaking, but breaking in general, if you ask somebody like what kind of style they do in breaking, it's just breaking. Yeah, like, like, break, like breaking is a style of like hip hop. Yeah, yeah. So hip hop, okay. hip hop dance is like the general category. thing, and then breaking is a subset. But um, like within breaking, if you break or you do break dancing, um, you'll notice like different people dance different ways. Like actually, you, most people don't dance the same. Yeah. Like, we, like, there's no like strict regimen. Like, there's a foundation that people have, mm-hmm. but it's not like oh, you have to do this, and then this, and then this. It's very free form. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like if you see me dance versus Marvin dance. We look completely different. Like you'll, okay, no, I'll agree. He does we'll have too. to have a showdown right, show right on top of the table. Wait, wait, I think for Top Rock, we lose against Shao. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Can't, can't stop. But yeah, I think almost, I, I don't want to say, how, how, okay, the most basic I can break it down is like, if, imagine four pads. One is called Top Rock, one's Footwork, one's Freezes, and one's Power. And people have like different levels of how good they are between them. Mm-hmm. So someone could have like no Top Rock, which essentially be standing up part of breakdance. But they could have like really, really good dynamic power moves, which are like the head like spins, crazy and, like, stuff that people stuff uh, like that. Okay. But so it's up to you which ones you want to train. Obviously, most people would vouch that you want to be good at all of them. Mm-hmm. But some people are like, no, who cares about that dancing? I just want to do a handstand for like a whole minute or something, mm-hmm. right? So it's, variations. Yeah, variations. Super. What do you get at? Me, I'm definitely footwork. I don't. I, I like top rock. I'm just not. I don't do a lot of it. So your footwork bar is like here, and then everything else. Everything is like, else is like down there. Way? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Marvin, you're pretty well. You're well. My balance. You're well rounded. Very nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm okay at everything. Yeah. Okay. At everything. Okay. Not good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
So, so yeah, we were talking earlier about. Well, I think you mentioned you're a control freak. Yes. <laughs> not not saying that. That's the first thing I remembered. But I'm. I personally, Super, would you say I'm like I'm pretty? You're a very control freak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think I don't think I've asked anyone this before, but I'm curious, what kind of, like, organizational or productivity system do you have in place to like, get your tasks done? Okay. So I'm not a control freak on that aspect. <laughs> uh, I've tried. Uh, I am trying currently. Like, yeah. uh, I keep a schedule. So I have a set of activities that I do, uh, I try to do every day, or um, I also have a list of activities that I should not be doing every day. So like, for example, hanging out with friends, I try to keep it like as, you know, two times per week. That's a like, good amount of social activity. Yeah, right? Yeah. So that's decent, you know, to stay mentally healthy and, you know, <laughs> yes, not waste too much time like of research. And uh, I list my tasks for the day so that I know that um, I worked on a certain thing, uh, what didn't come out right, and um, if I didn't have time, I uh, postpone it to the next day or whenever it's necessary. So that's my system to um, work out my every daily, day-to-day tasks. Um, But I'm a control freak when it comes to I don't know. Uh, so if I plan something and it doesn't come out well, uh, or things just stray from it, I do panic a little. Or if I'm late to an appointment or stuff like that, I I get very anxious. And um, yeah, if I plan something and my friends just decide to do another thing, I get anxious oh. and they notice it. So I, I, I don't know. That's my yeah, control yeah. freak. No, uh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like for me, I can't be spontaneous. Or I hate spontaneity in a way where like, if, let's say people ask me like later today, hey, you want to hang out? I'm like, no, what the heck? Yeah. I, you, you can't just tell me in the middle. I have stuff to do. So Sufo, I have to be like, hey, on I Friday from like- 3 to 6, do you want to hang out? And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's no part, like, yeah, I, I have to give you like five days business. Yeah. Five business days. Scott talks to secretary. Uh, we have to count for weekends too uh, yeah, and exactly. holidays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So for your day to day, personally, I use Google Calendar just because the calendar I find is helpful. Mm-hmm. What do you use to keep track of like your day to day tasks? Um, I have uh, so I'm I make a list of the activities that I do like a written list oh. I'm more I like to have physical things so I cannot just rely on like my Google Calendar what if, what if it changes the physical I you write it down like you cross it out you open. cross it out so and do you carry around like a notebook with you yeah I have my notebook it's not here but uh, I have my notebook with the tasks I do every day um, like try to wake up at a certain time or um, you know work several hours work on this thing, this thing, and that thing. Mm. Um, eat, because no, sometimes I also I skip meals. <laughs> yeah. mm. I have lunch, dinner, and breakfast. Oh, man. S- and so snacks. We're pretty <laughs> control freaks. <laughs> I'm, I'm just left out here. I'm not that control freak. <laughs> you have more like us. <laughs> I love it. Honestly, don't don't yeah. you want to be a data, possibly, programming person one day? You got to do this. got to have 
Thankfully, that's yeah. not my goal. I don't know. The most successful data scientists that I know are not like me. So. Huh? Okay, well, if you want to be like Xiao, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you can Just like work. me. Yeah, don't you want to be like me too? Uh, debatable. Oh, okay. Well, there's some you, aspects that are good. Do you really wake up at five? He does. Yeah. Uh, he, one time he woke up. He went to go make, we live like in the same place too. So he went to go make breakfast. And we had a toaster oven in our room, which is super sensitive to any type of smoke. <laughs> The fire alarm goes off in the building, and it's like 5 a.m. I wake up. I'm I I have like three hours of sleep on me. I wake up. I'm okay, like, but oh he, my you God. see three hours of sleep on him. Yeah, okay, that's why I sleep late. Okay. Okay. But, okay. I guess more more people go to bed at your time than then, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but at the same time, remember that morning that you woke up and there's freshly baked cookies. Yeah, that happened. I woke up once. Wow, and I go so and then he, cool. he has cookies. And he's like, you want cookies? I'm like, yeah, I want in cookies. In fact, this this past weekend, I baked the red velvet cake. You did. Hell yeah. And you know who did that? 5 a.m.? Where's where's my piece of red velvet cake, bro? Oh, I ate three pieces just now. Damn. But there's still some left at home. Alright, I'm gonna have some. It's just because I didn't have a chance to give it to you yesterday. Oh, sure. So, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. um, What are we talking about? Okay, I think you had a question for Marvin, right? Something about TA. Oh, okay. And how you're gonna attack him right now? Oh, boy. boy. Get ready. (laughs) So, I want to know, like, what do you think about my TA style? Uh, I be careful. Your market's in no, peril. No, no, no. Right <laughs> this is off the record. Off the record. <laughs> um, so I can tell you my uh, reason for doing it, okay, or wait, or so do you want to tell me your? Do you want to go first or should I? I don't know. I kind of want to know choose. your opinion first. You go first. What do I, you, I go yeah, first? Yeah, yeah. Jagger first. Jagger first. first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. I'm the media. Okay. So, <laughs> I think that. So I don't really focus on the theory. I don't teach you guys theory in like uh, the class, well, the, the lab. I think it's more important for me to teach you guys to, you know, deal with situations that are unexpected in the lab and to think about what to do, um, you know, when you don't have the material that you need or if you don't have the time to finish it, like what can you do to make it faster? Um, just like, or, you know, just, try to think about what's going on in the reaction, like think outside the box, not so much like following a protocol all the time. So that's my objective. And I think it also shows how control freak I am because I tell you guys to do tiny little things all Mm -hmm. the time. I'm not sure you catch that, but. uh, (laughs) And that's why I like to ask so many questions because I want to push you guys to, you know, think logically instead of just following instructions and you know mm-hmm. like add this to this and oh it changed color okay now next step you know like try to think about what happens every time you do something i'm not sure if i transmit that to mm-hmm. you guys though <laughs> that's actually what deep in the thought i thought she was be way more general yeah but anyways um what do i think okay i will say i think with that at least that mentality i i agree with like I think Sufu would say I'm also like a serious questioner. Actually, in all our projects, all I do is write down questions for things that can happen. Um, and I, I think in lab, while it's, while it's definitely good to be able to, I guess, think just beyond protocol, it's also really hard because a lot of us come in and we're like, oh, like a lot of times the lab doesn't relate to what we actually do in class. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to like, okay, well, I don't know exactly what to do, but protocol seems like pretty good idea and then we just take whatever your input is and like sort of mesh them together i feel like 
Because Orbital Labs are stressful, right? Orbital Labs, Orbital like, Labs are crazy stressful. Yeah, yeah, like we almost never finish. Like we always use it the full time. I don't think we've ever finished finished early once. I think for like twenty minutes <laughs> early. Yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with the mentality. I also think compared to other TAs I've had, you're definitely more active in terms of making sure everyone's on track and like answering questions. Because some TAs, I'm not gonna name drop obviously, <laughs> but they're not very receptive or an, an open to like talking to students. Like they also don't give off the demeanor like, oh, just ask me anything. I'll make sure like, you know, you don't hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, I feel it, oh. I, I'm gonna make a jump connection here. I think the reason why Zhao might do that is because of her, how she was educated in Mexico. The whole yeah. close, like, you know, so like that's how she's treating you students. While a lot of TAs that we have, it's like, you know, they're educated well, here, large class sizes, barely any interactions, just get yeah. what's done need, that needs to be done, done. Oh, okay, wait. Hmm. Do I can I jump ship here? Jump too? ship. Okay, here. Jump, oh my, we're using the great analogies. Um, yeah. So, oh wait, how did I word this? Okay, in terms of the where you grew up, how much of that do you think impacts? Like, because I think there's everyone's like, okay, hmm. Like I have, let's say I have a set personality, right? And mm-hmm. that's due to a combination of different factors based on my parenting, where I grew up, the friends I have, neighborhood all that stuff. So how much of where you grew up still impacts, I guess, or affects, determines who you are today? Uh, the, I think quite a bit. Uh, so, so much that my family and me have very, very different mentalities. Uh, like they're very Chinese superstitious, families, oh. traditional. Um, you know, why should a girl study so much, should get mm. married and have kids? But um, just interacting, uh, growing up in a community that, you know, does not, uh, that values other stuff, like education so much, just changed me quite a bit. So I think I'm quite, you know, it, it affects all of my life aspects. like. You know, I hang out with Latins. Mm-hmm. Um, I teach in a Latin way, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, because uh, I like, for example, I've been told that people just um, other TAs just say their numbers like, oh, um, bench number 54 oh, or bench number you know, 60. That's pretty right. Yeah, they don't take the time to learn names. Yeah. yeah. And to me, that's like impossible. Like I have to know this person, especially it's easy to nag at them if they do something ah, bad, right? Marvin, what are you doing? Marvin, hold up high pet okay, correctly. Uh, every time I'm in lab, I'm like, let's say I, like, I have like my Hirsch funnel yeah. and I'm just like, you know, getting my, my different, putting my water in my two milliliters and she's just standing there and I'm like, I can't tell if I did something right or wrong. She's observing. Right? And then I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, I ask her and she just walks away. Like, yeah, I'm like, I guess it's not wrong. Thing. <laughs> But then you, you have to be sure about what you're doing too. Well, I was sure until someone's just like, <sighs> and then walks, walks away. Like, I'm just like, oh well, I guess at least I'm not hurt, right? It's just with Marvin. I, I know he can take it. Whoa, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm the, the last punching bag. Yeah, no, it's it's just uh, I don't know. I think uh, having like a uh, some personal um, interaction with the students is important to me, especially, I don't know, like I taught a class before and one person, after the class finished and they had, you know, another 
I guess the class that relates to, that requires whatever she learned in my class. Um, it was interesting because she came out to me and told me like how useful everything was. And that just like, that made my day or you know my year or whatever that makes it worth it so to me it's important to have some personal interaction and knowing what the student needs um you know if they don't understand something i sometimes know that you guys have the answers but are just too nervous to answer it so that's why i push you guys i don't know if uh i come off as you know scary or something no, sometimes no. See, I, I don't ask like i'm not asking every ta i know ever to be on a podcast mm -hmm. i asked you because you seem approachable right oh, and you seem cool. like you know you'd want to help out and you'd want to know your students right because sometimes the ta i'm like yeah they probably have interesting research but i don't really want to talk to them like they, they seem scary right okay, so for you it's completely different any future tas you have that like listen to the podcast are not oh. gonna be worried of you you set yourself up <laughs> okay, wait. If you are a future TA listening to this podcast, um, yeah, just be less scared. <laughs> no, just, just just do what Shao says and get to know your students. Um, mm, because yes. I mean, students, we can try to make an effort to know you, but on your part, I guess you have to do the as a relationship, well, right? Yeah. Like okay, any any relationship or any conversation is two ways. So students have to put in the effort, and your TAs do as well. But TAs are still helpful at the end of the day. They're awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So with that, I feel like we've come to an end of our podcast. Uh, um, yeah. So uh, advice. Advice. Resources. That's a, both. Both are on you. Both. All right. So um, do you have any like resources at McMaster or elsewhere that you think you should share to any of our listeners? Or resources, whether that's like somebody they should talk to or like something they should look into. Or like getting into research. Yeah. Figuring things out. Student mm, stuff. Well, I would say for undergrad students. I think it's your time to explore. Mm. So I do get that grades are important, but also try to you know do stuff that you enjoy. Mm. Um, just make time for it. It's also important that. Um, and McMaster has a lot of like clubs and uh, classes oh, opportunities yeah, to do everything. So Breaking clubs great. Yeah, I think really <laughs> you know that's what I would have told my undergrad me. Oh, like, okay. not be so nerdy and, you know, Go out do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, enjoy. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that was uh, on our last podcast. Yeah. We had Jared, and he said pretty similar yeah, thing. Go explore. A lot Go of explore. people, I feel oh. like, when they're looking, what's the word, like, retrospect, I guess? Yeah. They, a lot of them either wish they explored more, or currently they are doing more to explore. Yeah. 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 Big theme. I don't know. Go explore, guys. Do, do we explore enough Sufo? We could explore more. I mean, you guys are doing podcasts and breakdancing. That's good. But we could do more. We could do more. There's always <laughs> we more. Could, we could do a podcast while we're dancing. Whoa. <laughs> Heavy breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Uncomfortable moment. Yeah, do you <laughs> Zhao, do you have any advice for undergrads or grads? or? Wait, what? Did we do this? Advice? We just asked for resources, now it's advice. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, I feel like she just gave the advice, though. Okay, you, whatever. Uh, do you have any other advice for, like, undergrad students, like, other than exploring? Like, Well, maybe I could um, tell you, like, if you should do, well, like, what to consider for graduate studies. Oh, okay, studies. that's great. Um, so, master, I think it's still okay, because it's just two years, right? So, mm -hmm. if you're unsure about you know, what to do in the future. I think doing a master is okay to do. 
But if you're wondering about doing a PhD, it's much more time commitment. Mm -hmm. It's a project that, you know, uh, takes a long time to find out if you have results or not, good ones yeah. or not. So do think about if you actually need that uh, degree to get to the goals that you want. So I think you should be more focused on what you want to be in you know 10 years or something and if you need to do those studies to mm. attain that goal so just don't blindly go for a degree yeah yeah yeah, yeah. definitely that that's me again oh that's some, that's some fire <laughs> advice i really like that all right awesome so do you have any social media or anything you want to shout out before we close off the podcast i uh, know no i'm uh I just have Facebook, but it's yeah, it'd be a little bit weird if you have Facebook. <laughs> I'm <All right>. old. <laughs> okay. So with that, I'd like to thank you again for coming on to our podcast. Uh, for those of you listening, if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, feel free to DM us on Instagram at Tell Me About Podcast or uh, email us at Tell Me About Official at gmail.com. Other than that, I want to thank you once again for coming on. We ha- we loved having you on. We had some great conversation, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah. Thanks to you guys. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>